on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy for selling. This is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Andy and DJ. Cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. We're going to cruise the internet. That's what CTI stands for, guys. It means cruise the internet. This is where we put topics up on the screen. We talk about and speculate on what's true and what's not true. Pure speculation, of course. And uh, nothing I've ever speculated on or DJ has ever speculated on has actually happened. Ever. But it's speculation. And uh, we talk about things. We talk about how we the people can be the solution to these problems going on in the world. And... Uh, that's what CTI is. Now, other times you tune in, you're going to have Q&AF. That usually comes out on Monday. That's where you get to submit questions. We answer them on the show. Most of the questions have to do with business, entrepreneurship, success, personal development, but they can be about anything, okay? If you want to submit questions for the show, there's a couple different ways to do that. The first way is... Guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go on YouTube on the Q&AF episodes and in the comments section, drop a question there and we'll answer some from there as well. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. Those usually come out uh, on Saturdays or Thursdays, and uh, we're going to make those a regular thing, a more regular thing than we have in the past. Uh, full length, that's just when someone comes in and sits down. It's like every other podcast out there pretty much, except cooler. And then we have uh, 75 hard verses, and that's where people who have uh, finished the 75 hard program, which is the initial phase of the live hard program, uh, whose life was in chaos before, uh, comes on the show and talks about how they got their shit together and how they use the 75 Hard program to do so. If you're unfamiliar with 75 Hard, it is the world's largest mental recalibration program ever invented. And it's available for free. And you can get it at episode 208 on the audio feed. So if you go to episode 208 uh, on the audio feed, you'll get the program for free. If you want to buy a book, there's a book on it on my website, andyforsella.com, called 75 Hard. Um, you don't have to buy the book, but it's a more in-depth look at it. And then I have a new book that's coming out on January 1st, so keep an eye out for that as well. Uh, now, you're going to notice something. We don't run ads on the show, okay? I pass up on eight figures a year of ad revenue because I don't want to answer to anybody about what I can and can't say, all right? So I ask very simply one thing because we finance the show ourselves. It costs me money to do the show. Um, I ask one thing, man. Support us by at least sharing the show. You know, support the companies that I own, uh, that we're a part of, but and we appreciate that, but you know, share the show, okay? The message is constantly getting throttled. We're constantly dealing with traffic issues. Um, and if you guys don't share it, it doesn't really get out. So uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. What's up, man? Yeah, what's going on, brother? Oh, not much. Yeah. You know, it's something we talk about quite a bit. <clears throat> like, we're definitely starting to see culture change, right? And we're seeing these these moments, these, like, little sprinkles of... Uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but but shit's changing, right? Um, and I thought this was interesting. I, I got I got this topic that I uh, I just saw as when I was putting this outline together, and uh, this may be the end all be all of the bullshit. <laughs> so I want to get your thoughts on it. Let's see it, um, guys. Remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, headlines, videos, go to andyforsella.com. You can find them linked there. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, check down in the description. Um, intro topic, man. Uh, headline reads, billionaire Bill Ackman claims Harvard president was hired because of DEI initiative. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't get, you know, it gets better than that. <laughs> but no shit. Yeah, right. 
but yeah, billionaire hedge fund manager Bill Ackman has accused Harvard of hiring President Claudine Gay solely because of its diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative instead of, quote, identifying the best leaders for our prestigious universities. Hmm. Uh, the fit, it's, dude, it's weird, man. I got a lot to say. Just keep going. Man. I'm but- trying to be better. <laughs> I try- I'm trying. To be better. But yeah, so the uh, article continues. This is New York Post. It continues. It says the 57-year-old uh, who has made a name for himself by publicly announcing that he would refuse to hire students who express anti-Israel views made the claim as he blasted gay. Um <clears throat> as well as the presidents of University of Pennsylvania and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT, for refusing to condemn calls for genocide on their campuses at a congressional hearing. Quote, I've learned from someone with first-person knowledge of the Harvard president's search that the committee would not consider a candidate who did not meet the DEI office's criteria, Ackman wrote in a post on X Thursday of the university president who is black. Um, quote, the same was likely true for other elite universities doing searches at the same time, creating an even more limited universe of DEI eligible presidential candidates, uh, quote, shrinking the pool of candidates based on required race, gender and or sexual orientation criteria is not the right approach to identifying the best leaders for our most prestigious universities, Ackman argued. And it is also not good for those awarded the office of president who find themselves in a role that they would likely not have obtained were it not for a fat finger on the scale. No shit. No shit, man. But it's just, it's weird. It's because- is he implying? Is he, is, listen, now I don't want to make any accusations because okay. I would never do that, <laughs> right? I would never do that. I would never, I would never ever make an accusation, but it's, it sounds like- mm-hmm. He's saying that we should put the best, most qualified people in the positions of power and influence and success. That's what it sounds like, like meritocracy. It's so, it's so, now, hold on. Don't take this too far. <laughs> Let's not get too crazy. Here. Listen. Yeah. I don't want to say meritocracy. Uh-huh. But- it sounds like it. It though. just it does sound a quite a bit like that, though. It does, it, and, and dude, this is coming from left field, man. Because this is the same guy, <laughs> dude. We've been getting yelled, dude. The whole world's been getting yelled at by this motherfucker and his buddies for the last twenty motherfucking years about this bullshit, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden he's saying it. Now, bro, come on, man. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's these a, guys are all exposing themselves. The emperor and, has no clothes, and they're eating their own. Yes, it's that's beautiful. the crazy thing, man. Because I mean, dude, just a couple of years ago, I mean, he was all about it, hiring only minority-owned investment bro. banks to, to lead a four billion dollar deal. I mean, it's just it's so out of league. So I'm like, I'm okay. Well, who is this guy? Like, who who's Bill Ackman, right? And, and he's a Democratic political donor. He's a massive investor, hedge fund manager. Um, he short stocks, makes insane money on it. I mean, very successful. If you look at it in that, that sense, um, he's a staunch critic of, of Trump. Weirdly enough, though, he did support uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff. He, he, he felt that Rittenhouse was also not guilty. Um, and, and believe in his innocence. He, uh, well, I don't think there's zero critical thought. I just yeah. I, I think there's <laughs> look. It's not that it's not that these people of immense power and and financial wealth and control and influence can't think. They think very well. They're very smart. That's why they are who they are. They just are very selective and don't care if you notice 
when they're being hypocritical. They right. pick and choose what they get to say, when they get to say it, because they're elite. And it's the same reason they can all fly to Egypt or Davos on their private jets and then lecture us about eating meat and, you know, not farting too much. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is this is what we're right. dealing with. All right? So we're dealing with a class of humans who believe they are so powerful and so strong that it doesn't matter if they're hypocritical and it doesn't matter if we notice because there's nothing we're going to do about it. And so it's no, it's no surprise to me that he selectively, you know, yeah. picks and chooses. You know, these people have spent the last 20 years trying to convince everybody that uh, they're anti-racist and, you know, so virtuous with all of this DEI, ESG, green energy fucking bullshit and the removal of meritocracy. And, uh, you know, they've profited greatly from it. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. when they force companies... In the grand scheme of things. Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, bro. And yeah. you know what? Here's the flip side of that coin. Um, the flip side of that coin is is that the companies that never bought into the shit are at a tremendous advantage because they've been operating the entire time with the best people in the best seats and the best places to win. Yeah. All right? So if you run a small business, we're going to cross over here into business. If you run a small business and you're an entrepreneur and you've been following these people uh, at the, um, I don't know, you've ignored my advice, okay, uh, about not doing this. Now you're going to, now you see why. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you fucked yourself, dude. I have conferences and I talk to entrepreneurs and they're like, I hired this person because of this, or I hired that person because of that. And, it, and, and if it's not because they're the best, you're a dumbass yeah. because you just handicapped your company and you handicapped everybody that relies on you and every, every family that relies on you. And, uh, it's not the right thing to do. It's not moral. It's not right. It's not okay. And it's hilarious to see the people who actually put these policies in play this shit out. suffer from them now. Dude. Dude. He's not wrong. He's not fucking wrong. Not wrong at all. But it's just like... I would like to go back and see his tweets uh, around June of 2020. Exactly. And uh, the previous 10 years uh, regarding, you know, his policies on that. Like, the idea, the whole idea, bro, to take some... Listen, no, nobody... I mean, people are talking about it now, finally. But for 20 years, nobody talked about it. All right? Nobody talked about the reality that is this. The only people in this country that can be racially discriminated against legally are actually white men, mm -hmm. okay? If a white man is qualified for a job and a black man is qualified for a job and an Asian is qualified for the job, the white man is not getting the job because of these DEI regulations that are, people don't understand, they're, they're enforced through the financial institutions because the financial institutions will not lend Unless you have this certain policies in place, okay? So it's not about having the best in all. Correct. Yeah. So we we have been told this lie that you cannot be racist. Uh, uh, you know, uh, if you're if you are discriminated against white people, it's not racism. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Judging anybody by any uh, characteristic of their race, their skin tone, their eye differences, their facial features different. That's fucking racism. And it goes to every single fucking category of human being. We're all human beings, bro. It's content of character. It's quality of skill. And this is a beautiful thing, okay? This is a beautiful thing because what this means is that what I've been telling you guys for a number of years regarding how the pendulum is swinging back, the pendulum is swinging back. And we're going to get back to the real world, the natural order where... 
there, it's a, everybody recognizes it's an actual competition and everybody recognizes that you have to have actual skills and produce high, a, a high uh, quality result to be the person who calls the shots or gets paid or gets the spot on the team or whatever. The best, most skilled that helps the team win the best deserve the highest pay and playing time in any scenario, business, sports, life. F- fucking life, anything. Yep. And we're getting back to that. And it's cool to see. Now, I don't like this guy. I'm not a fan of him. Yeah, I'm but I'm glad to see that the people who created this nonsense are now saying, well, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that it took literally racism against themselves <laughs> to create that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, I can understand... I can understand how a Jewish person right now would feel very uncomfortable about the sediments of, of a lot of people in the world. Um, but, you know, they're not immune from criticism. And the reality is, is, and this is unfortunate, is that the people at the top of the food chain, like we've been saying for years and years and years, are putting regular life, Good, normal, our friends that are Jewish, everybody at risk by operating unethically at the top. Okay. And then saying, you guys are all with me. Most of these regular good Jewish people have no idea what some of the shit going on at the World Economic Forum and things like that are even happening. Right. You see what I'm saying? So there has to be like some tolerance. Like people have to be smarter, bro. We have to stop thinking that like your everyday you know, this broad, bro. yeah, bro. Like your everyday white guy is the fucking KKK member. Your everyday black guy is a criminal. Your everyday, uh, <laughs> you're ev- why are you laughing? <laughs> bro, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Your everyday Jewish person is something up, right? Yeah, we can't, yeah. we got to stop this shit. Yeah. Cause we're, dude, we're all regular people out here, man. Yep. We're all out here trying to do the best we can. And the truth is, is we have a bunch of criminal tyrants. And it doesn't matter if they're black, white, or Jewish, or anything, that are manipulating the fucking world in their favor against ours. And it's making life hard for us. And because they're experts at what they do, they've created this scenario where we all argue back and forth and blame each other as as humans, when in reality, bro, we're all on the same team. And they know we're on the same team. And they only win by convincing us that we're not on the same team. That's a and so we have to stop with this... You know, Jews, whites, blacks, identity shit. Like, bro, we're all human beings, man. And most of us are fucking good and we want the same thing. We want to be left the fuck alone. We want to have a good life. We want to make some money. We want to have the opportunity to excel if we choose to go down that path unencumbered by, uh, you know, ridiculous amounts of tax and financial oppression. Like, these are the things we all want. You know what I mean? And, um... The more that we argue with each other and say, it's the blacks, it's the whites, it's the Jews, it's the fucking Mexicans, it's everybody. Bro, the, the further away we are from achieving that, that's reality, man. And so, like, we have to chill the fuck out on this shit. Well, and the more we do that, the the the, the longer the, the actual people who are committing these, um, you know, abuses against humanity hide. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The longer we keep- It makes them invisible. They, they, are, they are hidden away. Bro, we're so busy out here. Now look, dude. Look, man. I under, You guys understand I've, I've done well in my life. So, But when I say we, I'm, I'm, it's we. Okay, we work our- Bro, there ain't a day I come in here and don't work my fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I do is very hard. And what you guys do is very hard. What everybody does is very hard. And it's so hard that we- it, They make it so hard intentionally- so that we can't pay attention to the amount of fucking bullshit they're putting down on us. Yep. You know, like, dude, I'm so sick of seeing this fucking argument in society 
around low level points like your race, like or you know, like the shit, the shit's stupid, and it's stupid from anybody. Yeah. Like you know, dude, real talk. Like I like, there's a lot of guys out here now saying like, it's okay, it, it's cool, cool, it's good to have white pride. All right, look, man, <laughs> hold on, real talk. They make a real case. It's a real case. Hold on, there's a real case, and it's not. It doesn't sound right because it's been marketed wrong mm-hmm. for so many years, right? But it's okay to have pride to be black. It's okay to have pride to be Mexican. It's okay to have pride to be a Jewish person. It's okay to be uh, proud to be, uh, you know, really anything, Irish or anything outside of a white American. And <clears throat> and the truth of the matter is, is while I agree with the argument that it is okay, if you want to have pride in being that, that doesn't mean you think less of other people, first of all. And second of all, the reality is, is I actually think the answer to that is that everybody should lose the the pride in their racial identity. You like you didn't do anything to be black, bro. You didn't do anything to be uh, Latino. You didn't right. do anything to be Jewish. Like what the fuck? You're de- you're deriving your identity based upon something that you were born with, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. And honestly, it's anti-American. OK, it's like an anti-American type concept. Yep. So when we talk about like having it okay to be white i actually think white people are doing it right because most white people don't give a fuck that they're white you know what i'm saying they're like eh, i don't give a fuck i'm gonna value myself on what i achieve or what i do or how i contribute or what i build my character okay I'm the kind of person i am like that's what i think yeah. and i think that if we all thought like that instead of thinking like instead of th- saying okay well just because everybody else says i'm proud to be this like i actually think all of us should just say hey we're proud to be american and we represent these kind of values in America. You know what I mean? Right. And because I, dude, I had a guy yesterday tell me, and this has really bothered me. He said something to the effect of, uh, you know, you're like leading the, the Republican side of the conversation. No, I'm not. I'm not Republican. I am fucking pro freedom. And there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. I'm pro everybody. I'm pro fucking human. I'm anti tyranny. I'm anti oppression. I'm not, I'm not Republican. Or Democrat, like, or, or fucking, like, we have to stop attaching our identities to these things so we can have an actual conversation that's productive. Yep. You know? 100%. Believe in the American Revolution, bro. That's all it is. <sighs> that segment was brought to you <laughs> <laughs> by this delicious Screaming Freedom first form energy drink. It's definitely not an ad, though. No, that wasn't an app. Yeah. But this one is. Guys, if you're interested in trying out. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, let's get on to the show. We guys will get You get out, these man. delivered to you directly from firstform.com. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, no, we got we got some good stuff Special out Special thanks man. to our sponsors. <laughs> let's get into our first headline, guys. Thanks, me. Headline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> headline number one. Headline number one reads, uh, we got round four of the GOP debates. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, these are some good ones. Oh man, these are some good ones. Our Let's boy, yeah. our boy, and that's not an endorsement. Nope. I just like him. No, hey, listen, he's he's doing it. Hey, here's what I'm gonna tell you. You just say whatever the fuck you want to. Go ahead and do the segment. Yep, I'm being better. <laughs> bro, you go to like who, who'd you talk to? Like, what you do no, I just been analyze. <laughs> I coach myself, bro. Yeah, coaching myself. You ain't pay nine 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 hundred ninety seven dollars to <laughs> stop telling on me, bro. 
Stop that. It was a Black Friday deal. <laughs> I learned a real interesting morning routine, too. It was like 47 steps. Yeah, right. Yeah, I woke up at 3.30, yep. did my meditation for 17 minutes, then I journal for 47 minutes, then I, you we know. We first engineered the gravity of the moon. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, and then I then I meditated again. Mm-hmm. Then I cold plunged, then I saunaed, then I cold plunged. Mm-hmm. Then I saunaed again. Then I worked out with weights, then I did cardio, and then I, then I worked out with weights again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by 7 a.m., I did everything. You can do whatever you want to yeah. do. <laughs> Guys, headline number one. Let's get into it. GOP round four. Uh, watch Vivek Ramaswamy tell Chris Christie to have a nice meal. I heard on the ad that you can't be successful without that. Oh, no. You That's why it. I bought it. No, it's needed. Yeah. yeah it's needed. I did get a discount, though. It was normally $10,000. I paid $997. Well, that's well, pretty it's, good deal. It's winning. Yeah. It's capitalism, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch this video, man. So, so the GOP presidential primary debate got slightly heated on Wednesday night when entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy appeared to fat shame former New Jersey Chris Christie. No, he did not appear to fat shame. No, he did. He fucking fat shame. He did, and it's okay. Yeah, because he's fat. Listen, it's the truth. All right. The moment occurred during a discussion about foreign policy when Chris Christie pounced on Ramaswamy, calling him the most quote obnoxious blowhard in America uh, for for knocking Nikki Haley's more interventionist stance. So uh, here's the video of the exchange. We'll never put Ukraine in Russia and then trust Putin not to have a relationship with China. Let me tell you something. That's no that's reasonable. Not my deal. That's, that's not my deal. Yes, Chris. it's exactly what I'll, you said. I'll you my do deal this too. at every debate. I'll just, I'll tell you, you exactly say, what no, I'll no, describe. don't interrupt me. I didn't deals. interrupt you. Okay? You tell say this. You, you do this. At, you go do go this at every debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to say what? No, I'm not done yet. Well, this is now look. This is not a I feel like that's what he like like would tell the the fucking waiters at McDonald's. I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel, I'm not done yet. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Great Outdoors? I know you haven't seen it. No, but there's a scene in the Great Outdoors where like the fucking John Candy. You know John Candy nope. is right. All right, well, go watch the Great Outdoors. You probably won't even fucking get it. You've seen it, right, Keith? Okay. Do you know the part I'm talking about where he goes and eats old ninety sixer? And he gets done with the old 96er, and the fucking chef's standing there, and he goes, I'm done. And the chef goes, mmm. He goes, there's nothing on that plate but grizzle of fat. And he goes, mmm. <laughs> and he fucking eats it, all right? Chris Chris, Chris Christie don't, know to be, don't, have, don't have to be told to eat it. No, no, no. Yeah, he ain't done That's yet. a fucking fact. And he's, <laughs> he's drinking the juice off the plate. You can't build a physique like that without that kind of work, bro. Bro. Takes work either way. Well, here's the thing, guys. For anybody that's like, oh, you got... Listen, takes one to know one. I'm, I'm a big guy. I know yeah. what that shit is, man. Yeah. You, you take, take how much shit. you got to eat to be a big guy? No, you got to eat a lot. Yeah. And you you ain't done yet. That's you know, right. That's the fucking fact. Motherfucker, I know because I'm still fat. I just happen to, like, not be as fat. On the inside, bro, I am Chris Christie. I understand. <laughs> I, I Now, I have different political views, but I understand what it's like to struggle with that. And, like, he's just not conquered that struggle, and that's real talk. Yeah. The truth is, some people... Sh- you know what? You know what changed me, bro? You know why? I went from fucking 350-pound Andy to fucking 250-pound fucking fit Andy. You know why? Because wow. people fucking told me I was fat, and I got tired of it. Chris Christie, man. Hey, listen. You're fat as fuck. Go on a diet, work out. I know Do 75 some, hard. Change your fucking life. I know some people that can help you out. Yeah. Just saying. Like, people that are fat like that need to be told they're fucking fat. 
And I'm not saying to be, you don't have to be an asshole about it, but you can be if you need to be. I mean, the truth is you're doing them a favor. One of the things I resent the most when I was big and fucking fat is that nobody fucking told me I was fat. Mm-hmm. Nobody said, hey, bro, you're fucking fat. Like, you're a fat motherfucker. You know who told me that? People on the internet. And you know, at first, I fucking got pissed off about it. And after a while, I'm like, fuck, they're correct. And you know what? It changed my life. And my life is a million times better. So maybe the truth isn't that bad. Maybe if you just listen to the truth and could recognize it, you would fix the things about your life. So I'm a big believer in truth. And to go along with the first point that we had here, I believe culture is swinging that way where people are no longer, they're just like, I'm not playing your fucking bullshit. Yep. Okay. 100%. So yeah, Chris Christie, sorry, bro. You're a fat motherfucker and you need to do something about it. No, I'm being dead serious. You need to do something about it or it's going to cost you your life at this point in time. You're an older man. You're not healthy. You don't sound healthy. You don't look healthy. You're not healthy. And bro, there's no fucking chance the United States of America at this point in time and culture is ever voting for someone like that. Ever. Like you're fucking dead in the water, bro. If you were a fit, I don't know how old he is, late 50s, 60s. Yeah. Like if you were a fit man that, that bro, your career would be completely different. 61. 61. Good guess. 50, 60s. Mm-hmm. His, if, he, if he was in shape right now, People would be listening to what he said. Yeah, that's a fact. It, more than he is. There's a <clears throat> RFK's is what seventy. Yeah, that motherfuckers fit. Yoked. Yeah, people listen to what he says. Yeah, sixty nine. Yeah, sixty nine. I'm good. Man. Seventy. I'm good. All right, here's, here's the rest of the video. This man is spewing nonsense. This is the fourth debate. The fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So nope. shut up for a little while. I'm going to respond to that. I want to say something else. No, I want to respond to that. I'll take Let that. I want to say something else. Hmm. We're now 25 minutes into this debate, and he has insulted Nikki Haley's basic intelligence. Good. Not her positions. Her basic intelligence. She doesn't know regions. She wouldn't be able to find something on a map that his three-year-old She found her way out of the kitchen. Look, <laughs> if you want to disagree on issues, that's fine. And Nikki and I disagree on some issues. But I'll tell you this. I've known her for 12 years, which is longer than he's even started to vote in a Republican primary. That was pretty good. That was decent. We disagree about some issues, and we disagree about who should be president of the United States. What we don't disagree on is this is a smart, accomplished woman. You should stop insulting. So I'm going to take this. What a what a gentleman. Yeah, what a gentleman. But bring a rose too. Yeah, right. Here's the best comeback of it all. We learned three things right there. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, and get the hell out of this place. That sounds good. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) sounds good. (laughs) Wait, I didn't end there, man. Apparently in an interview post the uh, debate, Chris Christie called him a jackass. in an interview with uh, Megyn Kelly, Here, here's the, uh, or with one of the CNN correspondents, here's the video. I mean, look, I'm a truth teller, Dana, and I, look, Nikki and I disagree. I don't think Nikki should be president of the United States, but I'll tell you this, she's a smart woman, and she's an accomplished woman, and she's worked incredibly hard both in South Carolina and in the UN, and I think Vivek does have a woman problem. 
I do think he insults women's basic intelligence. He's done it over and over and over again. And I guess tonight, I just had had enough. I had oh. enough of listening to his garbage. And as I said, his smart-ass Harvard mouth, because that's what it is. When he's dictating to me and Nikki Haley, who have committed ourselves to public service, while he's been off stealing from seniors to make his fortune, yeah, I'm not going to put up with him anymore. So you call yourself a truth teller, but you're also uh, a very savvy politician. Thank you. You're welcome. And I, the wind up there is about New Hampshire. And it was very interesting to watch you and Nikki Haley. Certainly, as you said, you disagree about a lot of things, but it seemed as though you were forming a bit of an alliance with her in no. a place like, no. No, no. Look, I'm a truth teller, Dana. And I'm going to tell the truth if someone's insulting Nikki Haley in a way that was personal. It was nothing about issues. He was saying she's not smart enough to know where things are on the map, that somehow his three-year-old son is smarter than a woman who served as a two-term governor it. and a U.N. ambassador. He's a she did not know what she did. She didn't know the map. She didn't. So, it, like, like he wait, what Vivek said is factually accurate. Mm -hmm. Not a personal attack. No. It's the truth. He, he asked her. You're, 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 you're trying to vote and advocate for sending hundreds of billions of dollars to a location you have the thousands of miles away and you don't even know where the fuck it is on the map. Yes, and you want to send our young men to die there. You don't even know what the fucking name of the neighborhood is. Name three, like, like Bro, come on. The, the, do, do we have that part where he destroyed her on that? I think so, yeah. I think you skipped past it. Oh. It might not be in this video, but he, he annihilated her, dude, on that question. Basically, he said- I think, uh, I think this is it here. Okay. He even said that you got into this race- Oh, no. Stop. That's him getting destroyed. So Vivek had a, uh, do we have the clip? I can pull it up. It's fucking great. I mean, he did not, he absolutely did not. He asked her very simply what the provinces were in Eastern Ukraine and that we were going to fight for and defend. And she did not know the answer. That's, you should know that if you're going to send billions of dollars and more importantly, our young men and women to die and fight on a foreign land, I think you should know what you're doing. I think that's a reasonable response. And honestly, I think he fucking destroyed her. Like, I think she's done after that video, if we can find it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, here's the video. Hi, man. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to know that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in Eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our she's troops thinking hard, and our military man. equipment to go fight. No, she's embarrassed. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the UN and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a puppet masters right there, the donors. The donors right there that are playing about the puppet okay, now. Hold on, hold on. So he that's what Christie's talking about.
He's talking about that exchange, mm-hmm. saying that Vivek is making her seem unintelligent. No, she is not intelligent enough to know the provinces that we are sending our resources and our personnel, our American citizens, our young next generation leaders, okay, of our citizenship to die for. I think that is a relative point, Mm -hmm. especially for the families of those soldiers, okay? So Vivek, listen, man, here's what I think on Vivek. Everybody's like, oh, Vivek's not winning, dude. Mm -hmm. Okay, Trump's going to win the nomination. That's the reality. He's like four percent right now. Yeah, the poll. DeSan- it's not DeSantis. It's not fucking it ain't this guy. It ain't, it ain't Chris Christie. <laughs> it's not Nikki Haley. Okay, it's it's not Vivek. It's it's fucking Donald Trump. Yeah. Period. The motherfucker ain't even been there. He's okay. still winning. Not by a little, by a lot. All right, it's Donald Trump. Everybody, everybody with a critical thinking brain knows that. Yeah. All right. So what's going on here? Well, what I think is going on is that we are seeing jockeying for the relevancy, maybe the next election. Um, and I think, you know, you guys can argue and say whatever you want about Vivek. This is not an endorsement. Um, but he is saying all the shit that all the real people in this country believe and see and observe and he is gaining a fan base because of it. Yeah, I, I don't I, see. That's my thing. I don't know if he understands like how important what he's doing is. No, like, what he, he's, doing he's is very smart. What, he, what he's doing is really, really important. No, he's, just for the public listen, narrative. He's know? a very smart man, and there might be some weird shit in his background. I don't fucking know. It's yeah. like there's so much. I mean, bro, honestly, and and I don't know this. You know, I don't know the details of whatever, but I mean, we have to stop expecting our leaders to have a perfect past because what's happening is there being no such thing. There is no such thing. And, and this is, this is how we cancel culture was intentionally invented so that they could remove any relative threat to the system in any way, shape or form, whether it be in media, whether it be in politics, whether it be in culture, they could remove the most powerful people at their will by just examining their past and canceling them. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't fall in the right social norm, it's just a way to flex power and control who's an influence and who's not. And for this to actually change, we, the people consuming the content have to stop destroying people because they made some fucking mistakes in their past. We have to stop that. Yeah. Okay. Because that eliminates anybody of quality getting any traction Because that's how they attack those people. Mm -hmm. So we have to come to terms that everybody's going to have something, right? An an imperfect nation needs an imperfect leader. Well, that's just how I look at it. Well, because trying to find a a perfect leader, we we won't never find. We won't. No. And what we're left with is a bunch of fake perfect leaders that are on the payroll of all these big people. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very uh, it's it's something culture controls. It's very controllable. If we, as people in culture, um, would stop reacting to it mm-hmm. the way that we have in the past. And I think that's happening now. I it's think people coming. are recognizing it. Like, like you know, Russell Brand, that shit a few months ago or whatever, like, nobody gives a fuck. Still not all right. Yeah, right. Like, the people are starting to realize that, like, this this is all orchestrated bullshit. And uh, I see the, the whole propaganda machine, the media, these corrupt people losing power at a very quick rate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And and I don't know. That's what I I am observing. Yeah, and we and like you said at the beginning of the show, I think there's a lot of honest indicators of, of that. You got Elon Musk saying, uh, you know, fuck you to everybody, right? You got Donald, the rise of Donald Trump, right? You got Conor McGregor talking shit. You got Dana White talking shit. You got a bunch of other people talking. Now, you know, I talk a lot of shit, but I'm not on the level of those people. Those people are on a different level. They get more attention, but. There's more of the bigger, the biggest kind of guys doing this now. And and I think people are observing that it's like the the way things are going. And that means more people are going to trickle in and trickle in and trickle in. This is what we've been talking, you and I have been talking about this for years. Yep. We need some big influential people to tell the truth and stop fucking with this cancel culture nonsense. And uh, the people I named and a few other people have led the way to that. Yep. Matt Reif has done a really cool thing recently. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can agree or disagree with what he said or not. You have the right to do that, but the guy's funny as fuck. He got called out for some cancel culture shit and basically said, you know what? Fuck off if you don't like it. Yeah. And guess what? He made him bigger. So people are starting. It's only a matter of time. Now, I want to note this. I've been this way for my whole life, okay? <laughs> this is not a marketing strategy yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. But what's going to happen is people are going to recognize that by being that way, they actually become more popular mm-hmm. and we need that to happen. Yep. Okay. I've talked about this on the show many of times, yep. like the pro freedom America, fuck you, kid rock type shit. That's going to become the, the shit that people support mm-hmm. uh, in business and in personal brands. And so by them doing this, they're kind of starting that process with like the, I guess I would say like the, the normal people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's a really beautiful thing. And I, I think, think it's awesome. It's long overdue. Yeah. Guys, tell us what you guys think. Jump in on this conversation down in the comments. Let us know what you guys think. Hashtag, I know you are, but what am I? I think it's important too, guys. Like, and this is real shit. You know, I think it's important that we support those people that are behaving that way with our money. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we're going to spend money with, with companies, it should be with companies that are willing, you know, to to not bow to this cancel culture either way, mm-hmm. okay? Meaning from the right as well. Yeah. And I think that's important. That, that'll be the next big thing we see too. Yes. Well, it's already happening because if you don't bow to the conservatives and you say you're pro-America, they fucking get all over you, man. Yeah. And that's not good either, okay? And I can understand the knee-jerk reaction because like the conservatives have been on the receiving end of that so long that now they have a power that they never had before. Um it feels good. Like, you're like, fuck, okay, they can't fuck with me anymore. Now, like, there's Who this- Who do we fuck with now? Yes. Yeah. So there's this, like, yeah. new power that has formed that's that people are not yet responsible with because what we really need to happen is we need it to end. Yeah. We need to stop. We need to go back to the thing where I support who the fuck I want to support for the reason I want to support them and whatever else, I don't fucking care, okay? And this attaching- uh cancellation to someone you know using a certain product or driving a certain this or doing a certain that or uh, you know drinking a certain drink whatever bro that shit has to stop we have to stop it because eventually what that ends up equating to is one side kills the other side all right that's how it escalates so you know i think that the people you know like if you were beat okay like look dude real talk like if you were a fucking abused person, let's say you came home from work every day and you beat 
you got your ass beat for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every work, every day, your wife abused you or your husband abused you for 10 fucking years. Okay. You, you get out of that relationship and now you're in a relationship with someone new. You don't just start beating them because you got beat. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like you just don't start beating their ass because someone beat your ass for the last 10 years. That's not how the fuck you do it. Okay. You use the opportunity to break the cycle and be a better human. And I think that's very important. Now, I think there's some lessons that needed to be learned. For example, the what happened to Bud Light, as unfortunate as it is, and I hate that it was Bud Light because I fucking love Anheuser-Busch and they've been, they're from St. Louis where we're from here. They've been an iconic brand in, in our eyes for our whole lives. Okay. It sucked seeing it happen. But that sent a very clear message to a lot of people like, hey man, people are done. And what's happened to Target and what's happened to Disney, these are things that kind of had to happen to show people but now people are starting to learn and company, when, comp, when those companies start to, st- just because they, they don't have to come all the way, bro. We have to get back to the center place where it's like, yeah, that's what it is, man. Yeah. And you don't have to go there. You don't have to do this. You know what I'm saying? Just because we have this power doesn't necessarily mean we should always use it. It's very important, bro. It's very important. Otherwise, we can't heal the culture and we can't have unity. And the only way for us to win what we're trying to do here is through unity. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Guys, that was our first headline. Let's get into our cruise comments, as always. Uh, We pick a comment and uh, we see what we got. And, 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 you know, I'll be honest. We got a problem. A problem? Yeah, we got a problem, man. Uh Uh-oh. You know, I remember you guys gave me a bunch of shit about the... uh, you know, I was going online, making my own comments and shit, you know. We got another one. Oh, you tell it on yourself? No, no, no. Oh. But somebody in this room. Dun, dun, dun. It's Madat. Look at him laughing. He fucking did it. You guys, you guys be the judge. Look at this one. Not Asian noodle. First of all, who's in charge of your thumb? Ah! They need a raise now. Love that comment. <laughs> <laughs> or, or this one, John Doe. Yeah, that's great. John Doe. You guys got the best damn thumbnails on the planet. Whoever makes them deserve a raise. Another great one. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker, man. Love the thumbnails lately. Awesome jobs, whoever is in charge of creating them. Madat, you know what? Hey, this is believable. I don't what? Th- I don't think Bullshit. he did it. What the fuck? I don't think he did it. <laughs> what the I don't think he did it. Okay, this not, is believable. Not Asian noodle. <laughs> hey, our thumbnails are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did it. That's wild. It's crazy how all three of them came from different accounts too. Yeah, yeah, definitely Bullshit. not Madonna. John Doe, literally John Doe. Yeah, I, I don't still don't think it's him. That's what you get for being black. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fuck you, <laughs> hey, man, guys. We appreciate you. No, no, in all real shit though, the thumbnails are fire. Thumbnails, hey, thumbnails I want to take this opportunity to address something. Okay, I had a I had an issue today um, that kind of bothered me a little bit. All right, somebody reached out to me in my DMs and kind of like was upset, very upset, um, about the number of times that they had tagged me mm. and I didn't respond. Mm. Okay, and guys, please understand. Okay, first of all. It's logistically impossible for me to acknowledge the the amount of people that share content when we talk about first form, S2, 75 hard, live hard, fucking MSCEO, viral clips that go around. Like, come on. 
it's not a reasonable thing. I can't do it, man. I'm giving you guys all I got. All right. I come on here. I pay for the show. I don't take sponsors. I stand up for what I believe. I risk a lot of shit. I I have to have legitimate security. I have people break into my house. I my family gets harassed. My companies get harassed. These are real things. Okay. Now our business grows because we're standing for the right thing, but there's a lot of flack that comes with it. And um, you know, I do the best I can, guys. Like I'm trying to deliver stuff to you guys for free. Um, I, I do ask that you share the show because I do it for free, but please don't take it as a sign of like disrespect or I, I don't know a single person that would be operating at that level that could do that. And if I, if I did do that, that would mean I'm hiring people to run my DMS and message you guys back, which I don't feel like is a authentic way to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not only that, bro, you're not, you guys aren't, you guys got remember too. You're not sharing the show for us. Like We're trying to fix shit. Yeah, like you should be sharing. Like that should not be your intention. I'm going to share the show, show, so Andy sees it. Like, no, listen, the listen, point dude. Is, so you listen, believe it. I am message. very grateful for yeah. all of you, and even those of you that that don't like me that listen. I'm very grateful for you because it shows that you're not closed minded enough to tune it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I do what I can, man. I'm I'm running real shit in real life still. I'm not just a podcaster that just comes in and does this show, and the rest of the day I go surfing man like that's not right like i have real responsibilities just like you guys do and my responsibilities are heavy um i have a lot of people here that depend on me i try to give the best that i can everywhere i go uh quite honestly like i i kind of ruin my fucking quality of life uh, a lot of times to do that and you know to have you guys uh you know feel upset or anything that that bothers me because i'm giving the best effort that i can so uh just know that you know like I'm I'm trying to do everything I can, man. Yeah. And I do fucking appreciate it. And I appreciate the fact that people are getting more uh aligned and more aggressive about sharing the show and I think it's making a real difference in the culture. Yep. Maybe maybe not a massive difference, but it's making enough difference. I mean, we see a lot of people kind of following what we say a few weeks after we say it. Mm-hmm. So I I you know, it's it's rippling. Yeah, man. I think you guys are making a big difference and I think we're all making a big difference together and if I don't acknowledge it or you know, like <clears throat> you know, I, 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 there's no logistical way for me to do that. And if I could, I fucking would. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I stopped posting on my static feed was because the way that I got to the stat, to the success that I've had on social was by interacting with everybody. And it got to the point where I couldn't do it. Yep. And I felt like shit. It made me feel guilty. So eventually my solution was, well, I'm just going to stop and I'll just do what I can and people can do what they want with it. And um, that's something that weighs heavy on me a lot. Like I, I really believe and if you guys shop with my companies or support us in any way, you know this. I really believe in giving the best effort possible to the people that support you. If people pay you money for shit or support you, you owe them the best effort. And I try to do that, not just in my companies, but with the show and in my life. And um, I just don't want you guys feeling a certain way if I can't, you know, I, I can't. Sh- First of all, when I share people shit in my story, those pages usually get attacked pretty heavily by bot networks and fucking trolls and people that just fucking hate everything that we all believe, okay? Second of all, if I share one and I don't share other ones, people get pissed. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons that I do it the way I do it, guys. And it's not that I don't care. It's not that I'm some big-time fucking person that doesn't, like, if, if that was the way I was, I wouldn't come in here and do this. Yeah. I'd, I, I would do something else. I'd be doing what most people do, which is living their life after a life, you know, a, a life of a, a large time investment, you know, it'd be 25 years for me, January 1st, 
I've invested my whole life, my whole adult life in this. Like I would, not that I don't enjoy my life, but it would be nice if the world wasn't falling apart and I didn't have to do this. I mean, I would like to have, my whole goal was, you know, to live a normal life, like become successful, build some shit, you know, maybe have a house on the beach somewhere and I don't get to do those things. You know what I'm saying? I'm still in this shit. And uh, I've given a lot for it. So I don't know. Like, I just want you guys to know, man, like real talk. I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. And I care a lot about you guys. And I care a lot about what we do here. And uh, please don't take it as disrespect or not appreciating it if I can't, like, communicate with you. That's one of the biggest things that bothers me. And you know that. Because every time we do a meet and greet, what do I say when we leave? I'm like, fuck, dude. There was people there I didn't get to fucking talk. Or I didn't give them enough time. Or I didn't. Like, it drives me crazy, dude. So, like, it's. That's what it is. It is what it is. So I, I do love you guys and I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. And, uh, you know, it, I, it is what it is. It's yeah. the most, I'm giving the most I can. Yeah. And that's real shit. Yeah. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. Make sure you guys are uh, liking and commenting and make sure you subscribe so you get the, uh, hit the notification bell so you guys see when the next episodes are coming. So uh, with that being said, man, let's keep this cruise moving. We got uh, headline number two. Headline number two reads. Anthony Polito, 67, who killed three staff at UNLV before being shot dead by cops, had 15-page Zodiac Killer Theory on website that also listed powerful organizations bent on global domination. Hmm. I think they got one of us. I think I think this might have been one of us. <laughs> you know, it don't fit it, but it's some weird shit out of this. Everybody's seen it. Um, <laughs> you know. You're saying got one of us who actually, he, you're saying this time he actually aligns, not just pre- right. like how but, they try to make it that way. And even still, there's still some 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 issues that-, that First of all, anybody that just goes and shoots innocent people ain't one of us. Yeah, that's a fact. Okay? So let's let's clarify that. That's a fact, yeah. Yeah. You know, but I mean- If we have to shoot people, it's going to be because they deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just saying. If, if it happens. You got to qualify. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, so I mean, everybody's been seeing it. It's a, it's a big, uh, big headline out there. Um, a professor who was shot dead, uh, who shot dead three workers at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, wrote a 15-page theory on the Zodiac Killer and posted about powerful organizations bent on global domination. So Anthony Polito, uh, this gentleman here, um, who is 67, died in a confrontation with police after he opened fire on the fourth floor of the Lee Business School at 11:45 a.m., prompting a massive response from law enforcement. Uh, officials are still looking into the motive, but said Polito was rejected from a teaching position at the school uh, at some point, but not recently. However, he may have known someone there. Police are currently searching Polito's home in Henderson, Nevada. Uh, Polito, who used a handgun in the massacre, had connections to the school in other states and was on staff at East Carolina University, North Carolina, between 2001 and 2017. Um, so in addition to the three staff members killed in the rampage, another person was wounded, remains in critical condition. Um, a lot of interesting things about this. Um, you know, there, there's a, he, he had a, a section on this website called powerful organizations bent on global domination. Um, so among the organizations listed are the Rothschild family, the Bilderberg group and the international money fund and economics department of MIT. Um, some interesting organizations. Hmm. Uh, I've heard of the first two, but not the second two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so then, you know, in that section, uh, Polito posted a link to a website created by a far-right conspiracy theorist, Alex Jones. Oh, it's Alex Jones' fault. Yep, there, there it goes. Is. Makes yeah. sense. Um, but he also listed his musical tastes, which range from crooners such as Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin to folk musicians such as Willie Nelson and John uh, Joni Mitchell. 
Um, in a section dedicated to his favorite movies, um, Pluto states that each selected film, quote, argues a truth with powerful eloquence. Um, some of the movies are uh, include Michael Moore's Roger and Me, Oliver Stone's Conspiracy Late in JFK, and the film version of Ayn Rand's conservative epic, The Fountainhead. She wrote Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and he also lists some of- Which the, is accurate, by the way. Yeah. Some, some, uh, he also lists uh, the quote, uh, the great minds of the 20th century. And he lists uh, Nikola Testa, Tesla, Albert Einstein, and George Soros. Oh, well, he's no. So that's where it gets weird, man. It gets, it gets weird. Like well, hold on. If you were actually- Okay. All right. Some people are going to get upset with what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. If you're actually a critical thinker, mm-hmm. okay, and you take your emotional feelings out of how you may feel about George Soros, the reality is when it says great minds of the 20th century, he is a very intelligent, calculated human being mm. to be able to do the things that he's done. Okay. So it could be under, he could be stating that under that context. Right. And under that context, I would agree. He's a very intelligent, strategic, financially capable human being who and his ideas are very complicated and and that doesn't mean they're right right that just means he sees like he plays moral his moral compass is not there but he's a very intelligent human being yeah so i mean you know that's that man and and like i said there's loss of life here obviously it's sad um, but make make uh, to no one's surprise, of course, um, another gun push, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, Biden pushes assault weapons ban uh, after the UNLV handgun attack. So yeah. there's that. And like like I said, it's a sad situation. He's dead. It is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. But here is something that I that that, that happened that I don't know. That I, like it just makes zero sense. Uh, have you seen this? Have you guys seen this? Uh, who is James Yo? Man linked to Arlington House explosion in Virginia. No, that's James. Yo. <laughs> you said it wrong, bro. Did, did it? Where's yeah. Dave at? No, that's it. James, yo. 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 James, yo. That's so racist. That's so what? Racist. That's not racist? That's bad. No, that's not. Yo, motherfucker. Like, that's not racist. That's how you fucking say it. But like. The, the inclination, though, like the the, the rise that, of the... How would you say, yo, how would you say when someone texts you on your phone and says, yo, how the fuck do you say it? What do you say? You No, I say yo. 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 Yo, James, yo. Yo. See what I'm saying? Go ahead, shake there. Yo. You don't do that. That's racist. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so this is a crazy story, man. And, and I tried to get a, a decent amount of context here. But let's dive into this a little bit. So, so a Virginia man with a history of rambling social media posts and quote-unquote frivolous lawsuits has been linked to the Arlington House that exploded Monday night after police uh, arrived to investigate claims that someone inside was shooting flares into the neighborhood. Okay, public records show that James Yo, uh, 56, lived in a duplex house on the block shown uh, exploding in eyewitness video. Police confirmed his identity at a news briefing Tuesday afternoon and said that human remains had been recovered from the site. They are believed to belong to Yo, but an autopsy was pending. Um, so police said uh, their only prior interactions with Yo at the address were a pair of noise complaints in the past few years. 
Now, because people were yelling, "Yo, the motherfuckers!" So, so <laughs> his LinkedIn has been disabled, right? Yep. Um, but Yo did preserve uh, some of his posts on a YouTube page, along with a silent video showing court filings from some of his failed lawsuits. Mm. Um, two of the videos showing his recent LinkedIn post appearing to have been removed Tuesday morning. Um, police said that they were aware of his quote concerning social media post uh, at the briefing. Now, uh, a lot of this stuff has been linked out on the internet. Uh, info links on James Yo, the anti-white Asian former Fed linked to the Arlington, Virginia home explosion. So based on his online posts, uh, this article reads, it's clear that Mr. Yo was a quote-unquote anti-white racist who harbored a strong hatred and disgust, uh, distrust towards the U.S. government. His social media conveyed a definite sense of extreme paranoia. Uh, here's what Colin Rugg, co-founder of Trending Politics, had to say about the suspect uh, in a post on X. He says, uh, here's what we know about James Yo, the man linked to Arlington, Virginia home explosion. Police responded after the reports of a flare gun being fired from the home. James Yo was listed on public records as living uh, as the one that was living on the property. Yo was racist against white people in LinkedIn posts, claiming they had been stalking him since the 1990s. Quote, this is how white people operate. Hey, what I tell you about white people. You said that you did say that, though. Yeah, you did. Um, Yo posted a uh, wild LinkedIn post uh, showed he hated the government police and thought his neighbors were spying on him. Uh, Yo covered his windows with aluminum foil. Is that a new one? I know about the hats. I didn't. Do you do your windows? I know, but I might start. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he knows something we don't. Bro, it's something, I'm saying yeah. it's something to it. Um, Reynolds wrap or like, I mean, what, like, what? no fucking foil. Reynolds wrap is the clear shit. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But just that's, that's, that shit's annoying. So just I, I cannot stand that clean wrap stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not mastered that life skill at all. <laughs> I cannot even fucking do it. <laughs> really? You have a problem with it too? All right, good, man. Because yeah. it makes me feel dumb as shit. Yeah. I can't do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So just regular aluminum foil. Yeah. Yeah. Aluminum foil. All right. Yeah. Um, bro, bro, bro. Look, like this. <laughs> Look at this thing. That's a work of art. That is the best tinfoil hat ever. It's pretty decent. Yeah, ever. There's not. I got a one of one though. I know you do. I do too though. But this is like this is the best. There's not a better one. There just isn't. Yeah. It's powerful. Got a little, a little nickel. Yeah. Load. And you guys, I know someone out here is gonna go try to make a better one. It can't happen. It. It's. I'm no. This is the best ever. It is really nice. Yeah. One of you guys made this for me. Yeah. You know. Tino made it for me. That's right. And sent this to me. This is amazing. We need a costume. <clears throat> we need a full aluminum foil costume. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but here's the video. I don't know if you guys seen it. Here's the video for you. Holy fuck. Holy fuck, dude. I saw I saw it kind of scrolling, but I didn't stop to watch it. Yeah, bro, it's wild. Arlington, Virginia. And they're saying they felt that at the White House. Really? Mm -hmm. I bet they did. It was massive. They probably sent them there to blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but yeah, so I mean, apparently he has a history of mental illness, as they always like to say. Um, he called his neighbor spies. Um, talked about his distrust in the government. I mean, here's some of his posts. Um, it's, it's, it's written very 
cryptically, right? Uh, like one of these says, my memory serves, Jamie Rosemary attended Ohio University. Jamie Rosemary and Lance and her two children are spies and act as buffers collecting my information and then delivering to their handlers. Um, this is how the ruling class stays anonymous using buffers and handlers to absorb digital ID. Um, just some wild. This is how white people operate and have the luxury of outnumbering all other races by almost seven to one in America. I mean, just wild stuff, man. Well, um, if I'm being fucking honest, um, like, where the fuck are you from, buddy? Why don't you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> fuck you. We can't go nowhere now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here, but like, listen, this is where the stuff gets weird, right? So, you know, CNN's reporting on this. FBI is assisting the investigation. That's great. Uh, problem is, FBI has known about that man for years. Yeah, well. He's called in. He's written letters. I mean, he's probably why they blew him up. <laughs> You know, it's like allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. But it's just like, how, how do we always get the the late jump on this shit? I can't see. Like, I mean, we're supposed to have a pretty decent intelligence community. I mean, it would be a reasonable thought that our intelligence community would be sophisticated enough to stop people from doing things when they know and have been watching them and know their habits and the things that they do for literally years before the things happen. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, I, it's like, a I'm not being sarcastic. No, that's it's a reasonable, reasonable. Uh, expectation of any confident, competent organization of any kind. You know, I, I just don't get it. But instead, you know, they go after fucking Catholics. In and what, the thing is, is we don't really even know if this guy is who they're making him out to be. We have no idea. Yeah. This guy could be someone else. He could be, you know, we're talking about tinfoil. Like, he, this guy, who who knows who this guy, you don't know who the fuck this is. This is, these media, this is all corrupt. These people are all corrupt. We don't know he this guy. Who they're telling we us don't even is. know if he got blown up. Maybe they, maybe he was killed and then they blew it up. Right. Well, did you see it yourself? I mean, if we've learned anything over the last few years, like, there's really no limitations to what people are willing to do if someone is some sort of threat. Maybe, maybe he knew something that he wasn't supposed to know. Who knows? But if he is who he... They presented him to be fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys, tell us what you guys think. Jump in on this conversation. And another thing to say, too, dude, is like these, like, listen, man, uh, yeah, we know the world's fucked up, but any of you guys going, thinking you're going to go out and like just shoot random people, that ain't the fucking way. No. Like, that's stupid ass shit. You're fucking hurting everybody by doing stuff like that. And it's fucking disgusting. Like, absolutely. You know, I can understand people being frustrated to the point where they're like, fuck, somebody's got to do something. I understand that. But, like, that's where you have to be disciplined and thoughtful and, you know, not do things like that. Yeah, do something, not that. We we need, listen, bro, we need unity. We need fucking unity. People have to organize with like-minded people. And people have never been more like-minded than they are right now. So this, like, this revenge-type shit, allegedly, or in any situation, is not the way to fix what's going on. She's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah, guys, jump in on this conversation. Let us know down in the comments what you guys think. Hashtag, who is you? <laughs> and let us know what you guys think. That's a good one. You like that? Oh, it was a little, little rush hour action. Sorry, I was drinking some of this uh, Screen oh, Freedom. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I feel more free. Yeah, it was a little rush hour. You know the, the scene? Yeah. I am you. Yeah. He is me. <laughs> this is a great movie. Guys, let's keep this cruise moving. We got headline number three. Our third and final headline reads, FBI director gets cornered on Epstein's sex trafficking check client list. Hmm. 
Yeah, and this one's heating up the internet right now. Is it? Oh, it is. Is this, is this today? Uh, this came out, I believe, uh, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday is when this came out. Um, and and the, and the interesting thing, man, I, you know, I searched the internet. There was only one. Uh, there's literally this is the only article out there that's covering it. Well, that could mean it's bullshit. No, no, it's, I got video. I mean, it's real shit. Okay, we'll oh, it's see. Real, yeah, yeah, it's real shit. So uh, Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn cornered FBI Director Christopher Wray Monday afternoon about the failure of the Bureau to release the client list of convicted sex trafficker and abuser Jeffrey Epstein. Wray was also pressed about why the FBI ignored accounts of victims. The exchange took place during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on oversight of the FBI. Uh, here's the first video. In looking at some of the survivors from the Epstein issues, uh, there are disturbing allegations that the FBI failed to investigate the sex trafficking allegations. And indeed, one survivor says that the FBI, even after she brought forward repeatedly content about his conduct, that the FBI refused to investigate her claims, even though she said the allegations were there on both the sex trafficking and the child sexual abuse material. And I want to know why or what, you, what awareness you have of the FBI's failure to investigate these claims and I want to get you on the record, since numerous survivors have said the FBI did not show up to help them, um, what specifically has the FBI done to investigate the claims that Epstein's and others participated in, produced, possessed, and distributed CSAM? Well, first, let me say I uh, recall uh, very well that you have a, a very specific and longstanding interest, uh, not just in child sexual exploitation, but in human trafficking uh, as, a, as a cousin of that. Uh, and we appreciate your focus on it and your support uh, of the importance of that part of our mission. As to the Epstein case specifically, I will tell you it's been a while since I looked at that case. Obviously, we worked together with prosecutors to bring charges yeah. before he... Um, I realize yeah. that, yeah. but what we need from you is a complete investigation of why the FBI did not take this up and then getting to the bottom of what is appearing to be an enormous sex trafficking ring and listening to these survivors, you know, and as I said, I've tried to get the, uh, a subpoena on the flight logs which I think is important to this. I, I think people need to know who were on, who was on those yeah. planes and how often they were on those planes. I think people who invest in companies would want to know if there are people from their C-suite. And as we go through this, should those logs be made public? They've been heavily redacted. Well, as I said, it's been a while since I looked at the specific case. Uh, I can tell you that we've been increasing year over year both the number of agents focused on these kinds of cases, the number of well, victims we we've rescued. And, then, yes. and, I'm, and so on to the specific case, uh, let me uh, offer to have my – let me get with my team and figure out if there's more information we can provide to That you. would be great. Yeah. We have never, even through the Jelaine Maxwell 
trial. We never got to the bottom of this, and we have these survivors who say, oh, there is so much more. Hmm. They swept it under the rug, and that is wrong, and you need to right that wrong. She's very brave. Very, very brave. Yeah, I don't, I'm unfamiliar with who, who she is and what state she's from, but um, they've killed people for less than that. Yeah. No, and and what we live people. Yeah, we time. need we need allegedly we need people like that at scale up there. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Yeah, and like and the, dude, <clears throat> I'm telling you, like when I searched this topic, there was literally this is the only article that's out there that yeah. they're allowing to be seen. Um, she tweeted about it also in a couple of tweets. Um, Senator Durbin blocked my request to subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. What are hmm. Democrats trying to hide? That's interesting. They bring up Senator Durbin because what else is he doing? Hmm. I feel like we have a little bit of Andy Domus happening here. Mm. I happened to catch a clip. Do you have the clip that he, he, he said this thing the other day that, that this guy I remember. What's that guy's name? Randy? Randy. Mm-hmm. Randy Kinsella? Yeah. That guy, Randy, he said this before. He talked about something that, was, that Durbin was talking. I can't remember, though. Can you find the clip? Yep. But we needed the labor. We needed the workers. It's happened many times before. What troubles me about the debate now about the southern border is it is one half of the immigration equation. Yes, we need order at the border. Yes, we need to have changes in the laws that reflect the reality of the overwhelming numbers from all over the world who are coming to our our shores and our border. But there is also an incredible demand for legal immigration into this country even now. The presiding officer, my colleague from the state of Illinois, has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you are an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. Should we give them the chance? I think we should. And let me tell you about others that we need. In my state of Illinois, in inner city in Chicago, so just to clarify, that sounds a lot like he's saying the millions of military age migrants coming across the border right now mm-hmm. could join our military, be outfitted with weapons and serve our military honorably, as he says. What that means to him, honorably, we don't know. And earn their citizens, their citizenship through service. Mm-hmm. So what does that sound like? Does that sound like something that maybe I said a, a while back where I talked about how you're going to end up losing all of your shit because you're allowing these people to come over here and that they're going to actually end up arming these people and then turn these people against the landowners and the people who are native to this country and basically let them know like, Hey, if you handle this shit, what happens in an uprising what happens if there's a civil uprising and the military is packed full of illegals 
people that shouldn't fucking be here. And uh, those people know that, you know, if they kill the re- the actual Americans who are here, that they're going to take their place. Mm-hmm. What happens? What happens there? You see what I'm saying? Yep. And they're already starting it, dude. They're starting it with police officers in Illinois. Yeah. How I read this is that the government knows and recognizes very clearly that they are in deep fucking shit because everybody's waking up. And their solution to this is to replenish the military stock of people who have an incentive to legitimately remove the people who are already here in culture and society. Yep. That's just that clip right there should scare the shit out of everybody, in my opinion. Scary to me. It's wild, man. And it's a confusing clip for people to watch because in the beginning of it, he says legal immigration. Mm-hmm. So people, I've seen this clip online, and people were, um, well, he's not talking about it. That's right. Right. They're getting confused. What he's actually saying is, all the military age Chinese, all the military age Middle Easterns, the thousands, tens of thousands that have come in, like millions of these millions. Point. It's like seven, eight million now. Millions. Okay. That they are eligible to gain legal citizenship through service in the military. Mm-hmm. Think about that. And if you don't, I mean, here's at, just at, take that one more step further. Too. Hold on. Take take that five steps further. Yeah. Who's been caught contributing all this money to the Biden family? China. Okay. Now, if they were going to conquer the United States... Do you think they could legitimately conquer it by flying airplanes over here or flying boats up to the shore? No, they would get fucking destroyed. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have the best strategic operating location on the planet for defense, yeah. for geographically, yes. Yep. So how would you do it? From the inside. Okay, and how would you get your people in? You would let them come in unabated, and the next step would be we arm them. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and you, I take that, you, you know, when you look at the fact that they've stripped our military of our most patriotic, strongest men by the vaccine, kicking them out of the military for that, you know, our numbers are absolutely low right now. Yeah, this is very dangerous. This should be aggressively rejected yeah. by all of you and everybody else. Yeah. Guys, tell us what you guys think down in the comments. Hashtag let us see and uh, tell us what you guys think. Uh, that was our third and final headline. Let's get to our final segment of the show. As always, we have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. This is where we bring a headline up. We talk about it. We get one of those two options. I think you'll like this one, Andy. I think you like this. There, there's some faith in the justice system here. All right. All right. Here we go. Here, uh, headline reads, Rosemary Hain, 39, who hurled burrito bowl in face of Chipotle worker Emily Russell after she got her order wrong, is ordered to work at fast food joint for two months to avoid prison sentence. It's awesome. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Let's dive into this. So so an unsatisfied Ohio woman has been ordered to work at a fast food chain for two months in lieu of a prison sentence after throwing a burrito bowl at a Chipotle employee. Rosemary Hain, who's 39, was captured on camera hurling a bowl of chicken burrito at Emily Russell, who's 26, the store manager at a Chipotle in Parma, Ohio, in September. Hain pleaded guilty to one count of assault last week and was initially sentenced to three months in jail. Judge Timothy Gilligan ordered her to serve two months through employment, working at least 20 hours per week at a fast food restaurant. Quote, you didn't get your burrito bowl the way you like it, and this is how you respond, he said during sentencing. Uh, Quote, this is not Real Housewives of Parma. 
This behavior is not acceptable. Now, so a viral video shows Hayne confronting Russell angrily when she brought her order to the counter. She forcibly throws the entire bowl in the worker's face, leaving her drenched in a mix of food and sauce. And queso. Mmm. Queso. Bro, queso's so good. Is queso a sauce? No, it's a dip. I mean, they call it a sauce. Yeah, no, it's a dip. Chipotle doesn't have any sauce. You might need a fact check on that. I got a fact check for you. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a dip. Queso's a dip, bro. It's a, is that a fat, fat check? Yeah, you see what I did okay, there? Okay, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Chris Christie approves. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> see, not done a, yet. That's a, that's a full circle jerk right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so, so Hayne then exited the store, continuing to shout at the workers. Bystanders were left in shock by the unexpected attack. She apologized to Russell in court, but says she was not happy with the way her food was prepared. Fox 8 reported. Here's a clip. <laughs> This video shows a 39-year-old Parma woman throwing her hot dinner order in the face of a fast food worker. We're here on 23 CRB 3242 City of Parma versus Rosemary Hain here for the purposes of sentencing. On Tuesday, the Fox 8i team was in the courtroom when that woman, who was found guilty of assault, faced a judge. You didn't get your burrito bowl the way you like it, and this is how you respond. You went in there looking for a fight. I did not, Your Honor. I did not. If I show you how my food looked and how my food looked a week later from that same restaurant, you would, you would, it was disgusting looking. I would be disgusted by that food. My daughter was. I'll bet you're not going to be happy with the food you're about to get in the jail. The judge sentenced her to 180 days in jail and suspended 90 of those days and said he would give her 60 days jail credit if she works at least 20 hours per week at a fast food restaurant for two months. Do you want to walk in her? Yeah. So, so wait, so she still had to serve 30 days of jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 days of jail, 60 days of fast food. Yep. That'll get her straightened out. Yeah, I mean, listen. Bro, she ain't sorry. No. She ain't sorry. No, well, I mean, but listen, bro. Listen, in her defense, I'll say this, bro. Listen, fast food workers are, are getting fucking lazy, bro. Well, it's the truth. I, I think that's, I, like. How do you know? What do you mean? I thought you were on it, bro. No, I am on it. I'm just saying, but like, just ser- customer service in general, bro. It's 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 slacking. You can't fuck around with me, man. <laughs> I can see between the fucking lines, bro. How the fuck you know that? Because it's not. This is not nothing new, bro. I'm fucking telling. <laughs> this is not. You know who new. too? This ain't. This ain't nothing new. Okay. But no, customer service has been declined, bro. You fuck my food up, I'm gonna get a little piss. You don't get. You don't. You, you won't. You don't get pissed. You look. You sound guilty. Tim Grover's gonna beat your ass. <laughs> You don't get pissed when they fuck your food up? I don't eat fast food. Just food in general. They don't fuck my food up. I'm very grateful to have any food. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. Okay. All right. I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. And because I'm grateful, they don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth is, ass. listen, don't man, when you food. treat people right, they treat you right. Like, I've worked in restaurants. I've worked in bars. I know what the fuck happens behind the scenes. When you're an asshole, bro, you're getting asshole shit. Yeah. That's the reality. You know, sure. like, if you're nice yeah, to people. Listen, asshole. man, I go out of my, listen, this is a good rule for everybody. <laughs> go out of your way to be extra courteous and nice to the people who handle your food. Yeah. It's a good policy in life. Good life lesson. Yeah. You should never fuck with people who, first of all, it's not. It's hard work. It takes. It's you're constantly being 
fucking complained to or yelled at. You're not treated with respect. You're not paid well. Okay. And it's a hard job to do. I've done it for a long time. That's how I financed the first few years of the business. Um, I think if people, you know, had a little more respect for everybody, they would, these kind of things wouldn't happen as much. Mm. That's personally my opinion. I, I make it a point, dude. Like you've been to eat with me a million times, man. I am very, very nice to the people in the restaurant. No, for sure. Overly nice. For sure. Because like, bro, like these people are working hard and if they think that you're overly nice, bro, you'll come out, you'll get a nice meal. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I really think that. Yeah. That's been my case. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, people have fucked up your food, but fuck ups happen, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just don't do it again. That's right. Yeah. Hey, look, dude. I'm I'm just being real. I'm just keeping it real, man. Yeah. Like I well, think the young girl quit. She quit. She quit a job too. Really? Yeah. She put a post out. She said, "Uh, guess it's time for an update on on my life." Uh, on October eighth, I had to I had quit my four and a half years at Chipotle. It was mentally and physically getting hard on me. Working sixty five hour weeks, no raises, no appreciation. I uh, I just had enough. As I took a week off to heal, I applied to Canes, raising Canes. Yeah. They run a great. They run a great model, bro. Their food is ass. They, I don't know about their food. I don't use their food. I never eat their food. But I'm telling you, they got a great business model. They do very well. Well, they need. Some and the guy seasonings. who runs the guy who runs their shit knows what the fuck he's doing. They need some seasonings. Well, like at least at least not all eleven herbs and spices, but at least like three of them bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, need, they need something, bro. That's just bl- bro. I've never had it. Right. Only thing they got flavor is the fucking dip. Yeah. Everybody I've t- everybody I've ever heard talk about it says great. And they're all white. Yeah, and they're all white. Well, you heard the stat earlier, bro. Fifty percent of the country's fucking white. <laughs> that's real shit. Like that's a good market. Yeah. All right. Fried chicken for white people. That sounds like a great fucking idea. That's exactly what it is. Well, I mean, I probably like it then. <laughs> <laughs> you probably like it too, bitch. No. Yeah. No, I See, don't. that's your problem. That you you like all the white food and the black food, brother. <laughs> no, Ray, I don't. I don't. See, that's that's DJ's whole deal. You know, a good chicken place is Zaxby's. Zaxby's is that's fucking seasoned. Zaxby's is another good business. They got like model. 15 herbs and spices. Yeah. That shit is seasoned. All right. You know well, you know where Zaxby's started? Where? In the South. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. White people can have chicken too, bro. <laughs> so, that was just the point. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fuck. What we get? Everybody this? hates us, man. We can have some shit. <laughs> what, what are we giving this, Andy? You know, I think it's I think it's dumb as fuck, bro. Like I, I actually, I like the sentencing. I love the sentencing. Yeah. That part's thumbs up. If that's what we're talking about. That's yeah. thumbs up. We need more of that shit. Yeah. People should be humbled, right? Yeah. Stop treating people. Like, one of my biggest pet peeves, dude, and something that, like, I will legitimately stop fucking doing business with people or relate having any sort of relationship with them is how they treat wait staff. Mm. Because I worked in that environment for so long and I witnessed so much bullshit that, like, dude, I just, I, it tells a lot about a person. Yeah. Like, you can tell a lot about a person, how they act and how they behave and how courteous they are to the people that do uh, waiting type jobs, tables, drinks. Service, service jobs, based jobs. Yes. yeah yeah you can tell a lot man and uh actually i think you could tell all you need to know by the way that those people are treated 100 percent. and maybe if uh we treated them better maybe we wouldn't have such a problem getting people to do the work i think if we all do better everything gets better i think that's the bottom line yeah so 100 percent, man yeah. guys andy that's all i got all right guys that's the show don't be a hoe Share the show Yo, we're from
sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed.